Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 485 for January 1st through 15th, 2019. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with a forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this mp3. You can also see this index in writing at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. We have a full show for you. So we'll start, as always, with the forecast, then have a few announcements, including the exciting news that we're resuming our uh, interactive listener consultations again, and how you can get involved with that with your own questions. And also, we are going to have a listener chart examination where we're looking at how the eclipse, the solar eclipse on the 5th of January is affecting Marie and her natal moon and south node that are right under the eclipse. So... Juicy show, let's get started. A Capricorn solar eclipse highlights the first half of January. This eclipse also includes and spotlights two of 2019's most important full year events a Saturn Neptune sextile and a Saturn Pluto south node triple conjunction. And that's just for starters. We also have Uranus turning direct, Jupiter aspecting both Uranus and Neptune, powerful new aspect patterns and much more. It's a dynamic beginning to the new year. What's old as we get into January? We've got a waning moon, Uranus retrograde through January 6th, and three continuing aspect patterns, a double Thor's hammer, a grand cross, and an envelope, all of which we have previously discussed. So now let's move on to our individual days of the forecast. On Wednesday, January 2nd, you can get some serious work done as the Sun conjoins Saturn at 12 degrees Capricorn. If challenge arises, you can overcome it with maturity, persistence, and discipline. On Thursday, January 3rd, you can embody the wisdom mind of the mentor or learn from one as Mercury squares Chiron. Mercury, 28 Sagittarius, Chiron, 28 Pisces. On Friday, January 4th, you can receive intuitive flashes with enhanced ease as Mercury trines Uranus. Mercury, 29 Sagittarius, Uranus, 29 Aries. This aspect can also help you make your teaching inspired and electrifying. Also, on Friday, January 4th, embodied awakening and inspired creativity are smoothly energized by a Sun-Neptune sextile. Sun, 14 Capricorn, Neptune, 14 Pisces. This harmonious aspect also supports law of attraction manifestation. And finally, on Friday, January 4th, inspired powerful action is energized by a Mars-Pluto quintile. Mars, 3 degrees Aries, Pluto, 21 degrees Capricorn. This aspect can also lend magic to sacred sexuality and athletic performance. On Saturday, January 5th, the first lunation of 2019 is a big one 
a solar eclipse at 8.29 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's at 15 degrees, 25 minutes Capricorn. This partial solar eclipse is visible from locations in the North Pacific and Northeast Asia. Not only are eclipses more powerful than normal lunations, they last a lot longer. The effects of an eclipse can endure for 6 to 12 months. For starters, like all Capricorn new moons, this eclipse energizes accomplishment, maturity, good time management, and efficient planning and implementation. Aspects This solar eclipse features two main aspects, a Saturn-Neptune sextile and a grand conjunction, featuring the luminaries along with Saturn, Pluto, and the south node of the moon. Both these events last all year and are among 2019's most important astrological events. Let's start with the Saturn-Neptune sextile. Saturn conjoins the luminaries, while Neptune tightly sextiles them. Life-affirming uses for this sextile include law of attraction, embodied awakening, disciplined spiritual practice, practical focused compassion, concrete service to those less fortunate, and putting your ideals into practice. What about that grand conjunction with the Moon, Sun, Saturn, Pluto, and the South Node? The luminary's conjunction to these planets create the following opportunities. Powers of intense discipline, endurance, and self-control, rock-solid determination and persistence, deep, systematic self-exploration, owning your shadow, release or transformation of structures that don't serve you. Steer clear of this grand conjunction's undesirable manifestations, hard labor and oppression, compulsive hardening and armoring, brutal repression of yourself or others, Machiavellian ruthlessness, self-serving ambition, and abuse of power. This solar eclipse's Sabian symbol is school grounds filled with boys and girls in gymnasium suits. This reminds us that, no matter how serious things appear to be, it's all divine play. From the highest perspective, all is well. Two powerful eclipses happen in January. The following interpretations only summarize the most important eclipse effects, but in a nutshell, well, the Capricorn solar eclipse, I just told you about that. So let's move on to the second one, a Leo total blood moon eclipse. This Leo lunar eclipse will redden the sky on January 21st at 1 degree Leo. The total phase of this total blood moon lunar eclipse will be visible throughout North and South America, as well as Western parts of Europe and Africa. Central and Eastern Africa, Europe and Asia will see a partial eclipse. This lunation invites the release or adjustment of leadership, public recognition, playfulness, and more. Amazingly, it contains three major aspect patterns, a grand cross, a kite, and a Thor's hammer. These aspect patterns illuminate a wide range of life-affirming opportunities, getting your message out to the world, breakthroughs in healing, amplified creative inspiration, and much more. Both of these eclipses can powerfully affect you for the next 6 to 12 months. Let me help you harness these potent eclipse energies so they'll make your life more wonderful. Are you concerned about how these eclipses will affect you? Do you want to maximize their benefits? then consider an eclipse-focused astrology consultation. I've got a special offer running on eclipse-based sessions. You can learn more at astroshaman.com. Just go to the home page, and under What's New, you will see the eclipse special prominently highlighted. You can learn more there. Now, still on January 5th, Saturday, 
The Capricorn solar eclipse is today's most important astrological event, but it's not the only one. Venus makes two aspects, a Venus-Chiron trine, Venus, 28 Scorpio, Chiron, 28 Pisces, and a Venus-Uranus quincunx, Venus, 29 Scorpio, Uranus, 29 Aries. These aspects support unconventional relationship healing, flashes of artistic inspiration, and outside-the-box mentoring. On Sunday, January 6th, Uranus turns direct today at 28 degrees, 36 minutes Aries, five months after it turned retrograde on August 7th, 2018, at around 2.5 degrees Taurus. In my August 17, 2018 forecast, I invited you to reflect on Uranus during its retrograde. What I asked was, are you comfortably embodying what's unique about yourself and sharing it with the world as appropriate? Are you following your intuitive flashes? Are you serving others using the special gifts you most love to use? Uranus retrograded through two signs, creating opportunities for two distinct sets of reflections. As Uranus retrograded in Taurus, August 7, 2018, through November 6, 2018, did you reflect on how you manage money and possessions? Would a different approach to material matters, even a radically different one, make your life more wonderful? What breakthroughs would serve you in the Taurian realms of sensuality, persistence, and nature immersion? As Uranus retrograded in Aries, November 7, 2018, through January 6 of 2019, did you contemplate life-affirming paradigm shifts in your assertiveness and sexuality? How about changes in your roles as entrepreneur, warrior, or initiator? It's a great time to start putting these ideas into practice now that Uranus is direct. With Uranus's direct station happening around 29 Aries, any sensitive natal points from 25 to 29 degrees cardinal, that's Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, or 0 to 2 degrees fixed, that would be Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, will be strongly affected by transiting Uranus. If something represented by these points does not serve your highest good, it will draw itself to your attention to be released or improved and you can take whatever is already in harmony to the next level. Also, on Sunday, January 6, there's something magical about a quintile. The 72-degree aspect, comprising one-fifth of the circle, is associated with creativity and divine connection. Mozart's chart is full of them. You can enjoy some of that magic today, since we have not just one quintile, but two. A Mercury-Neptune quintile, that's Mercury to Capricorn, Neptune 14 Pisces, can empower your intuition, opening your mind to divine guidance that will align you with your soul purpose. A Sun-Chiron quintile, that's the Sun 16 Capricorn, Chiron 28 Pisces, can inspire the guidance you give as a mentor or add divine juju to your work as a healer. Both quintiles feature the personal planet in Capricorn, encouraging you to put your inspirations to practical use. On Monday, January 7th, you can take the initiative to bring healing to a committed partnership thanks to a yod featuring Juno, Pallas, and Chiron. This finger of God lasts one and a half months, beginning today on January 7th, peaking on February 9th, and ending on February 22nd. You can also make good use of this aspect pattern by letting your strategic assertiveness be supported by the wisdom of your committed partner or vice versa. 
This yacht is super tight when it peaks. All three aspects are exact within half a degree, so its effects will be especially strong. Also, on Monday, January 7th, two and a half weeks remain to forge life-affirming opportunities from a double Thor's hammer featuring Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, and the North Node. It started on December 17th, peaks today on January 7th, and ends on January 25th. Possibilities include Stride forth on your personal quest in alignment with your heart-directed higher purpose as guided by your intuition. Let challenge inspire you to think big and align more with your enthusiasm. Be open to shifts in your beliefs, aligning you more fully with your reasons for being alive. New energy for higher learning, foreign travel, or teaching things that make life more wonderful. On Tuesday, January 8th, are you ready to get radical? Are you itching to break free and show the world the real you? A two-week Grand Cross featuring the Sun, Pallas, Uranus, Pluto, and the lunar nodes is here to support you. It starts today on January 8th, peaks on the 15th, and ends on the 23rd. The Sun's conjunction to Pluto encourages you to release all that doesn't serve your highest good and step more fully into your true power. The Sun-Uranus square encourages you to fly your freak flag, follow your intuitive flashes, and serve others in the way that most delights you. Pallas can help bring out the strategic and diplomatic skills that will help you accomplish this, as well as the feminine assertiveness that can help you get in gear. Finally, the lunar nodes encourage you to do all this in alignment with your life purpose. Also, on Tuesday, January 8th, Monty Python's Argument Clinic skit is a hilarious example of how not to use a Mercury-Mars square. Mercury, 5 Capricorn, Mars, 5 Aries. Pointless dispute will not accomplish anything helpful, and you might end up getting hit in the head with a hammer. Mars can be especially hot-headed in Aries, a sign that he rules. If you're tempted to launch into a verbal attack, or if you're getting hit with one, take advantage of Mercury's placement in Capricorn, maintain your maturity, and find a practical, productive way to deal with the situation. On the high side, this square can help you present useful information with excitement and enthusiasm. There's always a positive use for a challenging aspect. On Wednesday, January 9th, intuitive flashes can guide your adventures as Jupiter sesquares Uranus. Jupiter, 14 Sagittarius, Uranus, 29 Aries. This 135-degree aspect, also known as a sesquiquadrate or sesquisquare, can also help you break through to a deeper understanding of the meaning of life. In orb through February 1st, this sesquare can enhance your appreciation of what's unique about foreign cultures, inspire your higher education studies, or help you be more brilliant as you share life-enhancing wisdom with others. This aspect can also partner with the Grand Cross that started yesterday to help you express your authentic self and follow your intuitive flashes. On Friday, January 11th, a Sun-Pluto conjunction occurs about every 367 days, this one's at 21 degrees Capricorn, and is always a great opportunity to enhance your wealth and power. But first, Pluto encourages you to make more room for all this goodness by releasing everything that doesn't serve your highest good. I find it helpful to think of things that are ripe for release in four categories. Possessions you don't need, stagnant or toxic relationships, time-wasting habits, 
and limiting beliefs that block your potential. Pluto's wealth could be money or anything you consider valuable. Pluto's optimal power is not control over others, but tapping into the inexhaustible supply of divine energy within yourself. With the Sun in Capricorn, pay special attention to physical or energetic structures that it would serve you to transform or release. Ask Pluto to be your ally so he can empower whatever you're trying to accomplish. This Sun-Pluto conjunction is part of that grand cross featuring the Sun, Pallas, Uranus, Pluto, and the lunar nodes that started on January 8th. On Sunday, January 13th, Jupiter's square with Neptune is one of the most important aspects of 2019. It will be exact three times this year, today on January 13th, June 16th, and September 21st. This aspect came into orb, which means close enough to have an influence, on November 24th of 2018, and will continue to be felt all the way through mid-November of 2019. This Jupiter-Neptune square is so important that it deserves a deep dive into its potentials. Positive expressions, religious mysticism, mystical education and spiritual teachers, amplified creative inspiration, higher education in creative expression, spirituality from other cultures, inspired creativity from other cultures, grand idealism and visionary optimism, blissful states of cosmic unity, heightened intuition, exalted dreams, forgiveness, tolerance, altruism, and generosity, unconditional love, and compassion. Challenging expressions, amplified addiction, excessive escapism, muddled philosophical or religious understanding, aimless wandering, rose-colored over-optimism, excessive religious trappings and ceremony, excessive generosity, and unwise financial speculation. If the challenging expressions of this Jupiter-Neptune square are strong in your experience, focus your intention and actions on the positive expressions instead. It'll give the aspect something better to do. Special thanks to Ren Butler's book, The Archetypal Universe, Astrological Patterns in Human Culture, Thought, Emotion, and Dreams. I featured Ren on the podcast not long ago discussing that book. I use it for new ways to interpret planetary combinations and, with his blessing, incorporate them into my forecasts when appropriate. Also, on Sunday, January 13th, almost three months remain to cultivate the finer qualities of Pallas Athena within yourself. That's how long her Pallas, Uranus, Pluto, Lunar Nodes Grand Cross remains in orb. It started on December 22nd, peaks today on January 13th, and ends on April 4th. Which attributes of this asteroid goddess would you like to embody more fully? Wisdom, courage, strategy, practical creativity, a tactful diplomatic warrior, more defensive by nature but will go for the jugular if necessary, well-developed political and negotiating skills. Uranus and Pluto are this T-square's other physical members. They've been the prime astrological catalyst for the radical changes we've experienced in this tumultuous decade. Their energy of revolutionary transformation isn't quite the fire-breathing dragon it was earlier in the tens. Their waning square will get no closer than a 7-degree orb in February, and they'll separate by as much as 15 degrees later in 2019. But don't count the Uranus-Pluto square out yet. We feel its influence through 2020, and this dynamic duo still has the power to bring big change fast. 
Within this T-square, they add electricity, support from intuitive flashes, and their trademark energy of revolutionary transformation to whatever qualities of palace you choose to cultivate. The final members of this grand cross are the Capricorn South Node and the Cancer North Node. On the most basic level, this axis of destiny asks that you work with this aspect pattern in alignment with your soul purpose. Take the practical steps that are needed, Capricorn, while infusing them with love and nurturing, Cancer. Also, on Sunday, January 13th, mature, responsible thinking and communication are supported by a Mercury-Saturn conjunction at 13 Capricorn. Viewing this aspect from another perspective, are you letting someone else control how you think or express yourself? If so, you're letting them embody the Saturn archetype in your life. Are you ready to own your Saturn, taking on full responsibility, authority, and decision-making power in your life? Make that amazing life you've been dreaming about a daily reality with support from Astro-Shamanic Life Coaching, my unique combination of helping modalities refined through more than 7,000 life-transforming Astro-Shaman client sessions can help you thrive in every area of your life, and my unusual approach could help you do this faster than you might have thought possible. Learn more by going to astroshaman.com, go to services, and you'll see life coaching in the pull-down menu. On Monday, January 14th, you can more easily visualize what you want to accomplish with Mercury sextile Neptune. Mercury, 14 Capricorn, Neptune, 14 Pisces. This harmonious, energetic aspect can also help you receive divine inspiration in practical matters. On Tuesday, January 15th, that grand cross featuring the Sun, Pallas, Uranus, Pluto, and the lunar nodes that started on January 8th peaks today on the 15th and ends on the 23rd. And also, on Tuesday, January 15th, you can enjoy increased inspiration for mentoring and healing as Mercury quintiles Chiron. Mercury, 17 Capricorn, Chiron, 29 Pisces. Looking ahead to our next podcast for the second half of January, we'll have our other eclipse, a very powerful lunar eclipse in Leo. We're going to have Saturn sextile Neptune, one of the year's most important ongoing aspects. The sun will enter Aquarius. We have two Jupiter aspects, Jupiter conjoining Venus, the two natural benefics together, Mars trine Jupiter, and several powerful new aspect patterns. So I hope you'll join me. As always, I'll be here giving you the best use of these astrological energies. You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology, but would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with AstroShaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? AstroShaman is an authorized dealer for SolarFire Gold, which also runs on Macs running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose SolarFire Software from the drop-down menu. A free forecast newsletter and the best available price on SolarFire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. 
Welcome to our announcements section. First, I'd like to thank those who sent in their charts in the last month, including Cindy and Christina. Also, this year, I'm bringing back interactive listener consultations. It's been a while since I've done those sessions where I pre-record a mini consultation with a listener, usually by phone or Zoom, and broadcast it on the show. To have your question considered, it needs to be about a specific issue that's important in your life right now, such as soul purpose, relationship, career, spirituality, or your talents and abilities. Please email it to me at info at astroshaman.com. I'd love to kick this off on the very next podcast, January 16th, so send me your question along with your date, time, and city of birth now. I spoke about my Eclipse special earlier in the podcast. Here's a bit more information that relates to that. The January eclipses impact 22% of your natal chart. Any sensitive points in your chart in those ranges will be strongly affected. What are those ranges? 10 to 20 degrees cardinal, that's Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. 26 to 29 degrees cardinal, as well as 0 to 6 degrees fixed. And those signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Discover exactly how these eclipse energies affect your chart and how to make the best use of them. You can save up to 45% off my full rates when you do an eclipse focus session between now and the second eclipse on January 21st. These sessions can cover any topic you like, not just eclipse effects. Shamanic healing and awakening activation can also be included during your session. And like all my clients, you're protected by the Astro Shaman Guarantee. If you don't feel that your session was helpful, it's free. I look forward to helping you make the best use of these powerful eclipses, as well as your other important astrological influences. If you know these eclipses will be impacting you strongly, or if you'd just like some help with all the intensity and challenge in your life right now, I'd be delighted to help you with a Satisfaction Guaranteed Astrology Plus consultation. To learn more, just go to astroshaman.com, go to the What's New section on the homepage, and you'll see the Eclipse special right there. McKeesel and I will lead a special Shamanic Awakening Ceremony in the Greenville, South Carolina area on Wednesday, January 9th at 6 p.m. Admission is by love offering with a requested donation between $10 and $25. The ceremony will take place at a private home in Easley, South Carolina, 20 minutes west of downtown Greenville, South Carolina. RSVP is required. And once again, the What's New section of the homepage of astroshaman.com gives the details. We're resuming also our Shamanic Awakening meetup on third Tuesdays here in Asheville. Uh, We've moved to a new home. And the simplest way to get that info is to go to our search box on astroshaman.com, type meetup, M-E-E-T-U-P, all one word, and it should be the first search result. Also, we want to announce the free winner for January. It's Marilyn, and this is the Marilyn born July 25th, 1952 in Stoneham, Massachusetts. So if that's you, Marilyn, uh, pop me an email, info at astroshaman.com, and we will get you set up. And that's all our announcements. Our listener chart features Marie. This is the Marie born November 20, 1963, 8.16 p.m. in Ipswich, England. Ipswich is spelled I-P-S-W-I-C-H, if you'd like to run the chart yourself. And I picked this chart because I was looking for a chart with some juicy point being hit by the solar eclipse. And 
Sure enough, Marie's moon is at 17 and a half Capricorn, which is just a couple degrees after the eclipse uh, point around 15 and a half Capricorn. So we will look at Marie's chart and how the eclipse is lighting it up. And sometimes I'll talk to you, dear listener, and sometimes to Marie directly. Of course, to understand what any transiting force is doing, you need to understand the natal chart first. So there's actually two points, Marie, where you're having the eclipse conjoin. Uh, the stronger is the moon itself because it's just two degrees away. And this is a moon in Capricorn in the sixth house. We're also conjoining the south node, which is around 12 degrees Capricorn. So let's start by just interpreting the moon on its own. The way anyone's moon could be interpreted in a very basic way is it's your emotions. It could be your mother. Um, it's what your comfort zone is. Uh, could also relate to home and family and shadow work. So those are just common definitions of the moon. With a moon in Capricorn, I would say that uh, I typically see with that placement a love of hard work, a love of accomplishment, love of getting things done. And the moon's placement in the sixth house is similar. The sixth house is very productive. It likes to be organized and efficient. So um, I would say, based on your moon alone, that there's a part of you that really loves accomplishment, efficiency, getting things done in a very good way. So also, we've got the south node conjoining the moon. And now we get into a common meaning of the moon and south node. They're both about old karma. They're both about shadow work. The moon is the emotions, not just the emotions popping up right now, but the old emotions that were stored up, the old pain that has not yet been solved. South node, same thing. Uh, old karma from past lives, unresolved wounds and traumas. So the sixth house itself even adds to this interpretation. The sixth house, one of its meanings is the house of illness and health. So um, illness, of course, could relate to old, unresolved emotional wounds and psychological baggage. So um, that's quite a potent little setup you've got there with the moon and the south node in the sixth house. So here comes the lunar eclipse right on top of it, firing it up. And as if that wasn't enough, um, the moon and sun, as we've already discussed, are bracketed by Pluto and Saturn. Um, Pluto, as the eclipse fires, is only about three degrees away from the moon. So Pluto is yet another shadow work planet. Pluto is the lord of the underworld. His job is to bring up all the unresolved stuff that you haven't dealt with yet when it's time. Fortunately, he leaves the stuff buried that it's not time to deal with yet. Uh, for me, it's a definition. If you're having a challenge, it's only come up because you do have the potential of dealing with it and resolving it. So for starters, I would say... Uh, Marie, this uh, solar eclipse could be very powerfully stimulating a whole lot of shadow work for you. Um, I'd, I'd be amazed if it didn't with everything that's going on here. And uh, let's not forget that, you know, Saturn is conjoining the luminaries by transit and Saturn is uh, almost smack on your south node as the eclipse happens. I mean, it's like five minutes off exact. Um Saturn's 11.58 and your south node is 11.53. So that's like one twelfth of one degree off exact. So Saturn on the south node alone would be enough to stir up some old stuff. So Marie, um, I would say for six to 12 months following this eclipse, you'll probably have an enhanced amount of shadow work going on, more triggers, uh, challenging emotions, challenging physical sensations in the body. 
And therefore, it behooves you to have an efficient way you can work with that stuff. Um, as many listeners know, I have a tool that has helped a lot of people with this sort of work. It's called the Healing Invocation. Um, if you want detail about it, here's how to get to it. You go to astroshaman.com, and the last word on the menu bar is resources. And the first pull down from there says invocations for healing and awakening. Click that. It'll take you to a page with two blog posts. The second one has a photo of a screaming man shaking his fists, and it's called Your Negative Reactions, Golden Opportunities for Clearing and Awakening. That post will go into detail about the tool, the healing invocation, but the simple shorthand for it is you just say to your higher self, maximum healing that serves highest good please, and relax and passive breath awareness, and the divine will send in whatever energy is needed. It'll go right to where the problem is, stir it up, flush it out, and it will clear. So I know it sounds too good to be true, but by God, it works. <laughs> so I report hundreds of people who've sent me emails anyway. And of course, I've experienced it working for myself as well. So that's one of the more dominant themes I would expect, Marie, for this solar eclipse to flush up for you. Um, let's explore some other possibilities, though. The sixth house is also the house of service. And most people with a moon in the sixth house would have a great joy of service. So this could you know, be inspiring you to kick off new forms of service that really resonate with your heart. Um, the sixth house is also organization and you know, your filing system and the, the ways in which you keep your life on track. And you could uh, get a new start, either refine an existing system or find a new system of organization. I'm a huge fan of the getting things done system that David Allen has written about. And the book is just magnificent. If you don't already have a great way to keep track of your life, that book is magnificent. And the way I personally use it is with an app called Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O. It's a free app you can put on any device on any format. And uh, it lets you create little to-do lists. You know, you can have a column for things to get done, things that I have done, daily to-do lists, and any other specialized things you want. I can go very deep and elaborate or keep really simple. So that's how I keep track of my stuff. So those are some thoughts relating to that. Um, of course, health and illness is the factor here too. I've talked a lot about the psychological stuff, but if you have any physical issues, Marie, um, an eclipse this powerful could stir them up. And if uh, during the eclipse or within six to 12 months of it, some kind of health problem emerges, be grateful. Chances are it didn't just fire up in that moment. It was probably developing under the radar possibly for years before it showed up. So the beauty of an eclipse like this in the sixth house is it could bring your attention to something health-related that you need attention on. So that would be a beautiful thing if that happened. Going back to the other meanings of the moon, um, new energy toward family. Um, if there's some new energy you want to put into some kind of family thing, whether it's family of origin or family through marriage, it's a great time to kick new energy into that. Um, also home, um, new energy into home life, uh, possibly a new home itself or renovating, redecorating some kind of energy in the home environment would be great as well. So those are the more obvious things we can talk about with an eclipse on the moon. And, of course, we need to look in your chart, Marie, and see what house the moon rules. I use the Porphyry house system. It divides the houses equally between the angles. And in that system, um, 
I see that the sign Cancer is completely contained in your 12th house. Therefore, the moon is a co-ruler of that house, along with Gemini, which is actually on the cusp. But the 12th house, its high side potentials are spiritual awakening and inspired creativity. So new energy in those directions would be great. And you, Marie, have an ambiguous ascendant. Uh, by using the birth time 8.16 p.m., it puts your ascendant in Leo at zero degrees, eight minutes. <laughs> Talk about room for error. It could just as easily be a cancer ascendant as Leo. So it's possible that you do have a cancer rising chart, in which case the moon becomes your chart ruler. Um, it would really be a toss-up to say whether it's Leo or Cancer there on the cusp. So if it is, then this new moon also becomes a fantastic opportunity for any kind of new beginning at all, or new beginnings specifically related to the body or the image you put out there, the clothes you wear, the kind of makeup you do, your typical out-in-the-world behaviors could be given some new energy or some change that you feel is appropriate. So those are the main juicy things I feel around those planets being stimulated by the eclipse. Um, one last thing I'll bring out with the south node also being stimulated by the eclipse by conjunction. Uh, I talked in terms of just karma and challenging things from the past, but the south node also carries great gifts and talents from your past lives. It's not just difficult things. So this could also mark the, the recovery of a great talent from before. Uh, a personal thing that relates to me there, I remember the very first time I did a shamanic plant spirit ceremony and um, I told the shaman I had never done any kind of shamanic work before and I'll, I'll soften this a little. The word he used was not the word I'm about to say, but his reply was nonsense or something like that. <laughs> and basically he was saying, I can see into your past lives, you've been a shaman before. I had no idea at the time, but I can see now that that was true. So who knows what sort of talents and gifts you have that can be you know, brought forward to serve in this lifetime because this powerful eclipse is lighting up the south node, the repository of your prior gifts and talents that can be brought forward into the lifetime. So that's really the main news around the eclipse um, hitting your chart on January 6th, Murray. And I say January 6th because being born in England, uh, the eclipse technically is January 5th here in the U.S., but uh, it occurs at 1.29 a.m. in the U.K. <laughs> at least in Ipswich it does. Um, and Marie, I'm going to give you a bonus because you have such a powerful aspect in addition to the eclipse. I just needed to mention it in passing. Transiting Uranus is at the top of your chart, squaring your ascendant and descendant. So just know that um, intuitive flashes concerning the way you go out into the world, the image you give, as well as your relationships is very powerful right now. So uh, you're free to uh, release any relationships that don't serve you or start new ones or energize existing ones in a very dynamic way. So I just wanted to mention that in passing as a bonus for you. So Marie, thank you for sending your chart in. You do remain eligible to win a free session with me every month as does everyone who's ever sent in their chart data but hasn't won a free session yet. So Marie, thanks so much for sending your chart in. If you have any feedback for me, I'd love to hear it. Please email me with any comments you have about what I've said. Living a harmonious life can be difficult, especially these days when things are moving so fast. 
You'd think that those of us committed to personal and spiritual growth would have it easier, but sometimes it seems as if our lofty aspirations cause us to face even greater challenges. Fortunately, you have a map to guide you, your astrology chart. It can reveal a wealth of information about your soul purpose, your optimal career, and your ideal romantic partner. Spirituality, timing, relocation, your chart, when interpreted by an insightful, experienced astrologer, can provide helpful insights into every area of life. And since the moving planets keep activating different parts of your chart, getting astrology updates at least once a year can help you keep focused on what's important now. But astrology is only the beginning here at Astro Shaman. We also offer shamanic healing, which can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, and mental issues. Your shamanic healing session will also equip you with simple, powerful techniques you can use on your own to help you take your healing and spiritual awakening to the next level. We also offer other services to help improve your life, including awakening activation, electional astrology, mentoring, and more. All are equally effective in person or by phone or Skype. A digital recording of your session is included, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. We're wrapping up this episode. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen by Feedspot as one of the Internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation and have your chart interpreted on the show. You can also donate to support us. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be automatically redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2019 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's the index. The overview begins at 1 minute 36 seconds, January 2nd, 225, the 3rd, 240, the 4th, 254, the 5th, 347, the 6th, 819, the 7th, 1114, the 8th, 1239, the 9th, 1423, the 11th, 1509, the 13th, 1622, the 14th, 2110, the 15th, 2128. Next show's highlights, 2156, announcements, 2330, and our listener chart, 2705. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.